Amen. If you're excited about being here, let me hear you say amen. Good deal. You know, it's good to be excited about coming in the house of the Lord, isn't it? You know, sometimes you feel like, oh. you know, have you ever felt like this? Man, I just don't feel like going. But once you get here, you're glad you did. You know, see, that's the devil trying to keep God's blessing away from you, you know. But I tell you, we always want to be uh, in tune with what God's doing. And so that's really where we, we uh, uh, birthed this message out of, of you know, what, what is he doing? What is God doing? And as we grow in life and then go along this journey, you know, you have to have that question, man, God, what is, what's going on here? Yeah, sometimes it's good and go, wow, this is really going on. And, and then sometimes you're scratching your head going, what is going on? Amen. Anybody had those days? Weeks? Months? Yeah. Well, let's see what God's got going. And, you know, you hear this, and many times it's just, you know, we look in the mirror and go, man, Lord, what, what are you doing here? What are you teaching me? See, a lot of times, I, you know, as, as God's worked in my heart, and I, I try to always come in from this angle, instead of, why me? What's going on? Why? What are you showing me? You know what I mean? What are you showing me during this time? You know, I talked to a young fellow one, one time, uh, probably a couple months ago. He was going through a, a tough time. And he says, you know, I've never asked, why me? I said, that's a pretty good, man. That's awesome. He goes, why not me? You know? And, and so just with that perspective going into things, you know, um, what is it that God wants to show us today? And I believe, you know, it's amazing when you talk to people and say, man, you are talking right to me. And I go, that's God. Right? The Holy Spirit's going to take the message and, and, and seal it in your heart with what's going on in your life right now because that's how good God is. He knows every hair on your head. And he, and he wants to bless you. He wants to, to, to uh, just draw you close to him. So primarily we're going to be in Psalm 78. If you've got your Bibles, open it up to that. We're going to be looking at the first four verses. We're going to have most of them on the screen. But I want to talk about this a little bit. Have you ever heard anybody say, man, God moves in, in mysterious ways? Probably said it himself, right? You never know what God's going to do. You know, I almost sound like he's a boogeyman or something. Oh, you never know what he's going to do. Man, well, you know what? If we read his word. You know what? We might not understand every aspect of it, but as we dig into the word of God, we start seeing the goodness of God. And we see, you know, that uh, he doesn't always do things on our timetable. Amen. He doesn't always do things like we would do. Aren't you glad? Right. How many times we say this? Have you ever been praying about something and God didn't answer it just the way you want it? He had to shovel it for a couple of weeks. And then about a month later, he said, thank you, Lord, that your way was better. That's a lot of amens right there, right? Oh, but I want this job. And he says, no. And you go, I can't believe it. Man, he out there and everything else. And God said, because I got something better for you. Then you said, then you all love it, does right? <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, boy, I praise God. Yeah. But you know what? We ought to be able to praise God at any time. Because I'm going to tell you what. He is the creator of the universe. And he says, you are amazing. And that's what I want you to take away today. So we think more and more about that. But when God does things in our life, I want you to realize this. He always does it from the backdrop of love. Always does it from the backdrop of this right here. From, from the love that he had for us, the Son of Jesus Christ, to pay our price so that we can be back in the relationship like we're supposed to be because of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the more we understand God, the more we understand his principles, and, you know, our brain is not going to figure out God, but we can sure see when God's moving, right? And what I want you to understand is his ways are not our ways, but his ways are better, right? And so as we look at the word, we can go ahead and, and just dig in. And that's why we always want to take a look. I always say it's a preaching and a teaching because I want us to be able to take the message for the day and apply it to our life right here, right now. You say, my goodness, how could something 2,000 years ago impact my life? 
It'll save you. Amen. It'll save you. It'll save you for sure. So what we want to do is take a look at God's word. Uh, if you got your handouts, I'll make sure you guys got those. If you need one, raise your hand. Denise will get you one. And there's really three points that the Lord laid on my heart this week about understanding where he's working and so what he's got going on. So we're talking about what's, what's God doing in your church, in your life, and in your world. And so when I think about your word, the circle of impact, your family, your work, you know, co-workers, in your neighborhood, all those things. So with that being said, I'm going to do a little bit of reading, and then we'll start doing some unpacking, okay? Everybody doing good? Yes, indeed. All right. So I'm going to do a little bit of reading here, and uh, we actually got a lot of ground to cover. That means we got a lot of good stuff. Ms. Burrell said, you gave me a lot of homework last week. I said, that's good. Take them, take them verses and dig in. So take a look at this, Psalm 78, 1 through 4. It says, my people hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things, things from old. Things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. Amen. So when you think about a parable, a parable is actually an earthly story to tell you about a heavenly meaning. Okay. So if you look back through the Bible, Jesus was, was just great at sharing things so that we can really understand what's going on in the things of heaven. You know, if you think about uh, like Luke 15, he talks about the sheep. You know, a lot of people were sheep herders back then, so they can relate to that. You know, he says, which one of you if they had a hundred sheep if one of them wandered off? You'd leave the ninety nine and go get the one. Right. And he was showing the value of that one sheep. See, now who's our good shepherd? Jesus. Who's the sheep? That's us. He says, that one sheep has value. I want you to look around and realize you have value, okay? So what else does he show us through all that? He, he, he's always pulling out divine truths and profound teaching through the stories, right? Through the scripture, word pictures. Uh, and, and for me, that's great because sometimes everybody learns it. I need to see it. You know, illustrations are great. If I go, oh, now I got it. You know, and so everybody learns a little different. But you know what? God will teach us right what we need, right when we need it, and, and just magnify the message. So what it does, it unpacks a deeper meaning of the truth of God. Amen? So I was looking at this. So we need to pass on the promises of God. Now, this is really my main scripture. I got it on your handout. And it says this. It says, we will not hide them from their descendants, okay? We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power, and the wonders he has done. So what do you mean by that? It, it means we're going to pass it on. We're going to make disciples, right? So we come in here, we do a teaching and preaching, but also on Tuesday nights, we go a little bit deeper. It's amazing the things that the Lord's been showing us. So I want to encourage you guys to dig in that. But read the word every day, and God will continue to show you what he has for you each day. Now, you know, I want to I want to say this. What we were talking about last week in Bible study was this. It said, you know, when the kids were growing up, the foundation for everything uh, back in early times when Jesus walked the earth. Right. This is what was going on. The whole foundation was based on the scripture. That's where they learned to read. That's where they learned to deal with their families. That's where they, 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 they everything was. That was the platform from where they go. And I got to thinking about that. I said, man, you know, it was a very foundation for reading, living, working and caring for each other. And, and, and that's what I thought was amazing, you know. And I looked around here and I looked at the families, you know. I mean, three and four generations. I thought about my family, okay. You got my kids, me, and, and their grandparents, three generations. I look on the back road, there's four generations when everybody's here, right? You got, you, you got the boys, you got uh, Brody and Jake, you got, uh, then we go back to Jennifer and Grayson, and then we got Grayson Sr., and then we got Miss Madge and Mr. O. Four generations. Amen. That's awesome, isn't it? Right? And you know what? You might be the one to bring in some more. 
So if you, if you don't have three or four, that's okay. You might be the one to, to set spark in the family. Amen? That's what I want you to see. But I was thinking about that. And I, and I thought, man, you know, look at the foundation. Look how things go by. And, and making a commitment to raise your family in the Word. Now, you think about this. Where is the Bible found now a lot of times? And what I mean by that is we've edged it out of school, right? They, they, they want to take it out of the court system. You can be swore in on, on something else other than the Bible. See, see what happens? The enemy wants to kind of just take that truth out of the picture. See? And, and, and you know, and so, well, I, I got my own rules and regulations, right? My own thing. I, I, yeah, well, so did Hitler. So did other people. And we saw how that worked out, right? But if you want the divine truth, the freshness of God's word, you've got to look to God's word, amen? And that's what we want to talk about today. And, and I think about this, and I thought, how many people right now, do you know, and I know there's some, and you don't have to raise your hand. I just want you to think about this. How many people do you know that they read the, read the Bible with their children? Right? Remember what I said back in, back in old biblical times? That's what was happening. There was no Xbox. You know, none of these things. And not that that's a bad thing. But the priority was, was the scriptures, the foundation, all those things. So they could always go back and say, hey, little Johnny, remember when we told you this? This is what the Lord was saying. And he was bringing that back to their remembrance. They were giving them a place to grow from. Amen. That's what we want to do. We want to give you a good foundation. And I was thinking more and more about that. Now, you know, how many know I like to eat out? I like to eat in. I like to eat. Right? So this week, we went to Texas Roadhouse. And uh, Denise was working, and we made it there. And me and Jesse met there. And, and so, and I know, you know, I'm a people watcher. I'm looking around, and I'm eating. And I see this older couple very well dressed and they came in with a smile and they sat down and uh, we're ordering and they got their food and he just grabbed his wife's hand and they prayed over their food. I said, that's just a blessing. That's just a blessing to me. But it gets better. So we go ahead and eat and everything and uh, Denise and I was ready to head back. We took two cars. We met there and I said, we all go ahead and go and I'll, I'll meet you there. But I got the bill. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting the bill, getting all together. And right when I'm getting ready to leave, it's, it's kind of small getting out there. Now, y'all been to Texas Roadhouse, when they got something to celebrate, they bring that little saddle out there. Yeah, y'all know, right? So they bring the saddle out to this older man and older woman. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be a lawsuit, man. This is not going to be good. And I can't even get out now, so I'm going to witness this. So anyway, they get that gal and she gets up on that saddle. And I'm thinking, please, Lord. Don't, don't let it buck her. You know, she's getting up on there. And so I'm kind of just kind of shadowing. You know, I'm thinking if she goes down, I think I, I think I can catch her. She gets up on that thing, and she's just smiling. And I said, I said, is it your birthday? She said, no. And she pulled her watch around. She said, honey, do you know right now I've been married to that man for 53 years? Do you know what I did? Yeah! I said, that's good. That's good. That's wonderful. So... I helped her back off the saddle, got her back in there. I said, I said, that's really good. I said, the Lord has really blessed you 53 years. She said, oh, you just don't know. And she started talking about the Lord. I'm going to get to my point here. And she says, you know what? If the Lord had not been in our relationship, I would have been I said, isn't that something? And I said, I said, he's good. I said, we need to tell everybody, don't we? And she grabbed my hand. And she says, yes, we do. She says, I want to tell you a story. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, grew up in a loving home. Loved the Lord. She said, every time the doors were open on the church, we were there. She said, I sang, I served, I did all those things. 
And she said, I was well along, uh, you know, she said, I was teaching a, a, a woman's Bible study, you know. And she said, I was leading the group. And she said, we had uh, some missionaries come into our church. And they were sharing testimony about how they had come to the Lord and all these things. And, and they asked her, she, they said, well, when did you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? She said, oh, I've always been a Christian. And the lady said, excuse me? And the lady was just so uh, loving to her. And she said, when did you understand that you're a sinner and you need the grace of God and, and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ? She said, I, I don't know what you mean. Here's a woman. She loved the Lord, right? And she thought by serving and doing and raised up with mom and dad going to church, everything was okay. But the truth of the word came to her through somebody says, no, you need to make this personal. And she said, the light went off. She said, and the lady said, do you realize that all have sinned and fall short of glory of God? And she was thinking, yeah, that's probably other people that didn't grow up in church. That's what she was thinking. That was her understanding. She goes, oh my God, I need Jesus. Now, here you go. Now, the reason I tell you that is, is we can sit here and listen and listen and listen and listen, but never grab hold of what God's got for you. It's all up there in your head. And I know she had good intention, no problem about that. But she didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle. And so I told her, I got down on my knees, I said, you know what? That's why we do what we do every week in our church. She said, what's that? I said, we do an altar call. She said, good for you. I started to walk away again. She said, and keep doing it. We don't want none of them to get away. What a blessing, man. Give the Lord a hand clap. That's a we turned around and, and we talked some more. And I thought about this. And I, I, over studies, over different times, I kind of like statistics sometimes. And they say most people come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ between 4 and 14. Now, if you're 80 years old, guess what? God still loves you and he'll save you right here today, okay? But most of the time when they go back and they did some statistics, most people felt like, you know what? I can pinpoint right there. That's when I knew I needed the Lord, okay? Guess what? I believe it's going to be right here today for some people, right? All right, so when we're thinking about that, and I thought about, man, you hear this Bible verse, the truth will set you free, right? You heard, everybody heard that? That's actually part of the verse. See, it says in John 8, 32, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. See, there's a difference. If you don't know the truth, it won't set you free. Okay, what are you talking about? What are we mixing words? No, no, no. You can know about Jesus Christ in your head. You can say, yeah, I've heard about him, right? But until you receive him as your Lord and Savior, that is true, right? He's, he's son of God. But until you make him yours, see, that lady knew about God, but she didn't know God. So today I want you to know Jesus, amen? Don't leave here today without saying, I know the truth and he has set me free, okay? So I just want to throw that out. Now I'm going to kind of double back in about what we're talking about kids and family and, and, and putting that foundation in. If you guys, uh, you ever read some of the handbooks you get at work, you know? And I know the company that we work for, they've got a lot of different things, and I read a lot of different things, and I go, wow. Do you know there's, there's things in some of our employee handbooks that, you know what, they don't even want you to wear this. Because it might be offensive, you know, a cross or something like that. You know, if it's going to cause anybody to be uncomfortable, they don't want it around. See, I heard a guy tell me a long time ago, he said, ego will get you in trouble. And I thought he meant arrogant. And that's not a good thing either. He said, no, ego, edging God out. I said, I'll never forget that, man. 
See, when we edge God out, guess what? You open the doorway for the devil, amen? And so, and you know what? He doesn't have to come in in the 55-gallon drum, as I say. He'll inch in just a little bit. He'll just inch in just a little bit at a time. And next thing you know, how in the world did I get here? But I want us to hold our ground for the Lord, amen? And, and so many times I think we just go, oh, that's, uh, that's okay. Now I've got to tell you another story. Y'all ready? Yesterday, right? How many know I used to play rock and roll? Yes, yes. All right, and man, I love to play. That's why my knees are messed up. I have jumped off every pool table around town, everything else. Tell them, Mary, me too, hey, brother. Oh man, I had two hip replacements. We're rocking, right? Yes, sir. So a friend of ours has been going through a tough time, and what's going on? He, um, he's uh, he has cancer, and we've been praying about that. And so what we're going to do is a fundraiser to help him out. And then we're going to have it at a, at a place that I used to play a long time ago, Hoss's Dell. A lot of good friends and everything, and, and pretty much a biker bar. I said, man, me there. So this is our opportunity to share Jesus. Yes, right. So we're ready to roll. So he's setting up everything, and then the devil tries to jump in and knock my partner out. That's all right. He said, hey, go do it. I'm not feeling good, but go do it. I said, I'm gonna go do it. It's all right. So we get out there, and uh, man, I didn't know they could put that much smoke in one room. <laughs> I, it's been a long time, man. I, I was like, oh, what's that there? Right. So I get out there, and uh, people are doing this and that, and coming in and the motorcycles are going and everything. And I said, man, this is going to be good. So I'm jamming a little bit. And it's been a long time since I've been in a place that they play that loud. Man, I love it. Man, my, my heart, my arm hair was moving back and forth. Boom, boom, boom. It was just like this. I said, yeah, we're going to get them. Right. So anyway, and I think they think I'm just going to do a whole bunch of skittering songs and all that. And you know, I love them. <laughs> But in, in, in doing those songs, sometimes we tweak the word, be a simple man, and all that stuff like that. We share that from time to time and point them to Jesus. But I'm going to tell you, you know what's a blessing? They're sitting there, and they're doing this. And I, I, I sing a little bit more. And on the back, can y'all see this right here? It says, keepthepromise.org, right? And I'm watching, I'm jamming a little bit, I'm singing about Jesus, and I'm hearing people, they're going like this, and they're going, what do you say? <laughs> what did he say? And I'm going, yeah, man, I'm going to tell you about Jesus. And the next thing you know, I see this lady, when the song we got, it goes, holy, holy, mighty, mighty. I think, man, Lord, Lord, he still comes to the roof in a minute. So they're out there, man, they're praising the Lord. I was like, man, I love it. He says, get into the highways and the byways and the hedges, right? So guess what? I was only supposed to play like 30 minutes. I played like an hour and 10 minutes. The guy was going, one more, one more. I was like, like I didn't see him. You know, I was getting the word out, man. <laughs> Come home, I had to burn my clothes, man. <laughs> then he said, do not bring your clothes in this house. I'm like, man, you know, the smoke and stuff. But you know what? For about an hour and ten minutes, I got to share Jesus with people. I got to tell them the goodness of God. And they were looking at this thing right here. I saw this lady, she was eating. And she was talking to her friends. You know, I'm watching, I'm singing, I'm watching, I'm singing. And she's going, she takes her smartphone now. <laughs> I stop reading her lips, she's going. And she goes, and she goes. And I see her move her mouth, she goes. He's a preacher. <laughs> I see right now, I said, holy, holy. And then she was like this. She's like, oh, she's praising the Lord. Yeah. And then she moved her beard over like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, you can hardly tell you the good news, man. I had a good time out there. Man, I sound like Wolfman Jack after a while. They just smoked it. I'm like, hey. I called home. They didn't even know who was like, hey, what's going on here? Who is this? So anyway. With all that being said, man, you know what? We just want to take the message wherever we can. 
That don't make no difference to me. Hey, when I played those places before, I was loud. I was jumping up and down for the devil. Why not tell them the good news of Jesus? I ain't worried about that. I want them to get the good news. That's, you know what? Love them where they are. Love them where they are. Mm, I got some more stories, but I got to get on back to this. So the truth will set you free, right? Only if you know it. Do you know the truth? His name is Jesus. All right, I got some ground to cover. So I wanted to pick this out. The Lord laid this on my heart. What, what is he doing in your church? And we're going to make this personal, okay? And so I thought about this. He's making disciples. You know, we mentioned this, and, and, I, and I tell you what. I say every week, it's a preaching and a teaching and all that. But, you know, we, we get an opportunity to go deeper into things of God and fellowship and pull together. And now I know we say this from time to time, but let me tell you, it's good to know you've got a church family that are back here, you know? When things get tough, it's good to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey, man, I, I need some prayer. Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, you know, how can I help? Let me tell you, that's all the difference in the world, you know? And so that's what we want to make sure that you know that you have a place that people love you right where you are, right the way you are, and we'll come alongside you because that's what Jesus did, amen? And guess what? That's what Jesus did for you. That's what Jesus did for me, and we're going to pass it on, amen? So that, that's, I, I just think, I love this. Now, I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. What's going on in your church? God is saving souls and freeing people. We also talked about making disciples. I've had people tell me this. I've learned more in, in six months here than I have in other places in 30 years. That is not being arrogant. That is being very humble and giving God all the grace. Point people to Jesus. But I'm going to tell you what. We try to make it a point for people to be able to apply God's truth right here, right now. That's important. We want to get the message to you. And so we see God moving in that. Holy Spirit's doing that. And we give God all the glory in those things. We're not knocking down any other situation. But I'm going to tell you what. We are grateful for what God is doing here. I'm telling you, God is moving and he gets all the glory. So we see God saving souls, man. We see a life uh, being transformed by the power of the gospel message. We're seeing people break free from sin. We're seeing God moving. We're seeing people walk in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome when you get a phone call and somebody says, hey, man, let me tell you what God's been doing. You know, that's why at the end of the day, in the end of the service, we always say, hey, is there anything we can pray about corporately? Um, or, or do you want to give the Lord a praise or something like that? Man, isn't that exciting when, when you hear what God's doing in your brother's life and your sister's life? That's powerful stuff. God is in the transformed uh, life business, amen? God's bringing healing to people, amen? Spiritually, physically, you've heard testimony, God healing people, man. We need to pass that on. We need to tell people. He's doing great and mighty things. And, and I, again, I, I think about bringing in the families and all those things like that. Man, we're so grateful for what God's doing in your church. Now, let me say this. When I say in your church, we know that we're a part of the body. The reason I say in your church, because I want you to have some ownership in that. I want you to see what God's doing right here, right now. I want you to know that you're part of the family. That's what that's all about, okay? All right. So, what else is he doing? God's providing, amen? God's providing for his people. You know, and God has blessed us in abundance where we can come alongside folks, man. Maybe they're going through a tough patch or a tough time, but ultimately they get to see God as the provider. You know, that's what we want people to know. Man, he is our provider. He's our safe place. All right? God is impacting our community. Man, I'm going to tell you what, if I don't cry today, I never will. I, the Lord just been so gracious to us. People are hearing about what's going on in your life. People are hearing about what's happening right here. How many people use Facebook? Okay, I was a guy that I don't like that Facebook stuff. I don't want nobody in my business. I don't know that. But I'll tell you what, it's a powerful ministry tool. 
Because I, I, I might not go home, but I got 1,500 friends somewhere. Right? <laughs> and so we, you, you, they're on your Facebook. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to tell them about Jesus, right? All of this is a crowbar so I can tell them about Jesus. I just swallowed my gum. <laughs> I think I will cry. Last week it was the thing on the beauty queen, beauty cream. Now this week was, man, you almost choked today. Goodness gracious. You're not going to get this anywhere else, I want to tell you. Well, I'm glad everybody's going to go, what is he doing now? Man, let me tell you. So through Facebook, I get a, a thing on my phone and, and somebody, my mother-in-law's going, oh my God, I got to pray for me. Pray for me, grandmama. So anyway, I go through and I get a little ding on my phone when somebody tags you in a message on Facebook. And I was like, well, what are they talking about us for? You know, keep the promise and all that. So I look, and somebody had posted this post. I don't know if you ever saw it. <laughs> you can laugh if you want. She's, she's trying to hold it in. Don't hurt yourself. Uh, oh, my gosh. So they got this post. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. They got a picture of an elderly man that, that looks like he's been down on his luck. And they got a story about a church. And it was this big church, and they had a new pastor coming. <laughs> i got to preach this way. You got a, they got a, a pastor coming in. Uh, so, man, everybody's got the vest on. They're doing this and all this. The place is full. And they're coming in there. And they said, man, our new preacher's going to be here today. And all of a sudden, they see this older gentleman come in. and Kind of ragged, kind of smelly and everything. And everybody kind of goes back like this. Don't want to sit by him or anything. And he comes up and sits in the front. And, you know, people don't want to talk to him or anything else. And, and they get ready and say, well, we want to introduce our new pastor. You know, such and such, such and such. Everybody's looking around. And the old guy gets up. And he comes up to the podium. Man, wouldn't you like to see those faces, huh? And he, he just shares a little message about, you know, hey, you know, loving where they are and all this thing right here. Okay? And I think it was a short service that day, I believe. Now I'm going to get back to the Facebook comment. And somebody posted that. And another guy, I don't even know this guy. And he wrote, yeah, I can understand that. I went to a church one time years ago and they treated my family just like that and I never walked back in there again. And somebody said, they don't even go here. Well, I know a place you can go. Come on. I know a place you can go to love you right where you are. That's good, isn't it? You want to hear what's better than that? The guy writes back, he goes, yeah, I heard that. Give God a hand, well, what are you doing? That's God moving. See, that's God moving right there. Man, we praise God for that. That's, that's good. Hey, you know what? We still miss the mark. We still learn. We're still going through things. and everything. We're still swallowing gum. You know? But uh, you know what? God will still use that. Amen? You will remember this sermon forever. Isn't that the one where he almost choked it up? Yeah. So anyway, you know, I just want you to hear that, you know what? God is using your faithfulness, your giving, your love, and, and you sharing God's word and being a mirror of Christ to impact your community. That's what I want you to hear right there. And also, just like Tanya had in her song, God is pursuing you. God is drawing you to himself. Amen. I mean, it's, it's so awesome to hear the testimonies of what God's doing. And, and I tell you what, I have a few things I wanted to share with you. I said, we are grateful. We are humble. And we give God all the glory. It is only by his amazing grace and mercy, you know, that we hear things like that. And Lord, I just pray you grace and mercy over us as we continue to share what you've done. So amen on that. We continue in his mercy. Everybody doing good, right? Yeah. All right. So you got to hear a little bit there. Well, what else is going on here? What's going on in your life? What's he doing in your life? What's your story? And what I mean by that, man, there's no, no doubt now you guys are thinking about things in your life. I want you to kind of let God work in that and say, you know, what is God doing in my life? 
Where's God moving me? Where's God, God doing in my life? Do you ever take a little time and have a little spiritual inventory? Wow, God is moving in my life. See, that's why it's good to have an accountability partner. That's why I said somebody to come alongside because, man, I can go through a rough day and think nothing's happening. But if I call Mike, he might say, well, man, you know, the Lord's blessing in this area. You know, uh, you do got a place to stay here, right? You, you, you haven't missed a meal. You doing, you know, somebody just to come along and point those things out. Not to beat you up. Just say, hey, look, just going through a bad path. Man. Let's keep on walking. You're not alone in this. Loneliness is a, is a, is a tough thing. just popped in my mind. Man, my, my grandmother was married to my granddad 53 years. 53 years. Man, it's funny how things pop in your mind. And I remember when we got the call that my granddad had passed away. I have never in my life heard scream like that. And she just screamed out. She married since she was 16. And she says, what am I going to do? Man, you ever been in a place you go, what am I going to do? But you know, God was so gracious to my grandma. She lived probably another 25 years. Spent time with her family, man. And guess what? I was a favorite. <laughs> I would tell my sister that. But man, I, I, tell you, I couldn't do no wrong. I said, I think it's going to snow tomorrow. She said, well, we better get ready for it. It's in July. You know, <laughs> whatever you say, baby, that's all right. But I took time with my grandma. And I'm thankful for that. I'm going to tell you, folks that got their grandparents and aunts and uncles that live so close, man, enjoy that. My grandmother didn't live that close to me, but every chance I could get around, I was trying to get around and spend time with her. So what's your story? You know what? God might be using your life to impact somebody's life that's an elderly person. And maybe, you know what? Maybe they're going to embrace it, what's going on in your life, and give you some wisdom. Amen? Learn a lot from my grandma. Man, I tell you what, I always thought, man, if I could get my grandma on Jeopardy. We'd be set, man. She's so good, you know. She only went to like the 10th grade, which is like a college degree back then, you know. I mean, I'm telling you, man, Van and White would spend those things. And my grandma said, oh, boom, whatever it is. I was like, man, Grandma, we got to get you on there. She said, honey, if I got on there, my mouth would just go like this. <laughs> so you know what? But she was happy and she was content. And she loved her family. And she invested time in the family. Amen? Well, let's keep on going. So... What's taking place in this season of your life? You might say, oh, man, this is a rough, rough season. That's right. Because it's going to get better, amen? God is not going to leave you there. We're not going to leave you there. We're going to come alongside. We're going to preach and speak into your life, and we want to encourage you. You say, well, you just don't know what I'm going through, and that very well may be true. But God does, and God is more than enough, amen? Is that God more than enough? Let's keep on rolling. Now, as we grow in things, Lord, do you desire more of the things of God? Got to do a little spiritual checkup here. Do we desire more, right? You know, are we growing in the understanding of his word? Are we strengthening our faith? Are we filling up with compassion, amen? Uh, or, or do we just go and sit, sit on the sidelines? Are we taking what we learn here today and applying it to our life? You know, if somebody asks you on Tuesday, I might call you. If somebody asks you on Tuesday, say, hey, what was the message on? I know what you're going to say. Don't preach with chewing gum, right? No. Would you remember what, what the message was? Was it about what's God doing in your life? Would you say, you know, we're going to pass the word on. We're going to make disciples. We're going to be seeing how God works in our life individually. Amen. I believe you guys will remember that. Well, let me ask you this. Are you experiencing his peace, his grace, and his forgiveness in a more profound way? See, when we're growing in Christ, we want to be moving into what he's doing. We want to be seeing what God's doing. I ask you this. Do you find that you hunger for the truth of God? Do you hunger for the truth of God? Do you set time away each day to spend some time with the Lord? 
Do you have a greater understanding of the things of the kingdom? Are we seeking him first? I pray that we are. And here we go. Are you committed to Christ? Man, I, I think about that a lot. And you know, some days are better than others, aren't they? But you know what? We've got to keep on rolling. Is pleasing God, I want you to hear this is a question for the week, all right? Is pleasing God the number one desire in your life? Listen to what I say here. Not to maintain anything, not out of fear or guilt, but out of love for your Savior. That's the power of a captive heart, a captivated heart, right? Not serving, oh, I got to because God will be mad at me. No, that's not the case. That's not a relationship. That's working for a weight. He says, by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift of God. Are you living in the gift of God's blessing? All right? It can be just knowing that you're secure. It should be knowing that, you know, God says, I'm for you. It should be knowing that God says, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. It should be knowing that God is for us. Amen? So look at that. I want you today to take a spiritual inventory of what's going on in your life. What's your story? What's taking place in your life right now? And I pray that we make the course corrections, right? Right here today, so that we can walk in the freedom of what Jesus Christ is doing. Amen? Somebody say, Amen. All right. I'm picking up some steam now. What God's doing in your world. So what does that look like in your world? What do you, what do you mean by that? I'm talking about where you work. I'm talking about where you live. I'm talking about all those things. Where you go to eat and everything. Ready for this? Another story. God always confirms what I'm going to preach on through the week. All the time. At work, we're doing a few things. Real busy. We kind of want to shut down. A lot of people coming in the building that I don't want to see. All these things going on. And we have some construction workers there. And I was in the mailbox. And I was looking through stuff. And this guy brushed by me. And he slaps me on the back. And I go, hey, man, how you doing? He goes, good. And he gets to the top of the steps. Hallway's full. I don't know who this guy is. He's got his, uh, you know, uh, construction helmet on. And this is what the guy says. He said, hey, man. I said, hey, what's up? He goes, I never forget what you told me. That second I go, oh boy, what did I tell him? Right? Because I'm thinking, how long have I known this guy? You know what I'm saying? He said, man, I'll never forget what, I, what you told me. I said, what's that? He said, another way to spell love is T-I-M-E. Y'all heard me say that, right? I thought, where did he hear me say that? Where in the world? Do, I, I don't think he's been here. Maybe he heard it online. Me and Deborah were talking about it. I don't know, but he heard it. Maybe you heard it maybe at a funeral or something that I preached. He said, I just want to thank you, man. That's the truth. See, taking time and investing in other people, right? You can't, you can't give that back, you know, if you spend time with somebody. But let me tell you, that's a treasure. That's a treasure when you invest in somebody. God's invested in you. Are you investing in God and somebody else? All right? So that's what I want you to see. I thought, my goodness, man. That's a blessing. A lot of times you think people are not really listening. People are not paying attention. And I thought, wow, maybe that's changing the way he spends time with his family. Wow, maybe that's changing the way he looks at life. You know, I don't know. But I know one thing. The last time I remember even saying that was probably a month ago. But that guy remembered. Isn't that something? Man, God will take his word and multiply it in that season in your life. But keep planting that seed. Keep growing. Amen? All right, y'all ready for this? <laughs> Have y'all ever seen that the little fish logo? You know, you see them on the back of cards and stuff. And, uh, you know, see people put it on different things. I'm going to give us a little, little lesson here. Check this out. I'm going to just read what I've got here. It says that little fish symbol, right? It says the Greek word for fish is ichthys. 
The Christian symbol that many Christians place on their cars is known as this ichthus. Now look at this. This is going to be cool. Five, the five Greek letters from the, from the word ichthus and those letters inside the fish form an acrostic, which is a message that Christians clearly identify with. Okay? Look at this. It says the first letter represents the word Jesus. The second letter represents the word Christ. The next two, God's Son, and the final letter represents the word Savior. So this all adds up to this. Jesus Christ is God's, Savior, is God's Son, the Savior. You say, man, that's really cool, buddy. You see this right here? Years ago, a guy sent me an email. And he was a strong Christian guy. And he put that little logo after his name. It's like less than, greater than, less than. On there, that little Christian sign there. And I knew he was a Christian. I thought, well, that's really cool. That's neat. So I started doing it probably 10 years ago. Well, this week, they were coming over. They were going to give me a new computer at work. I'm thinking, I don't even use the old one that much, but that's okay. And this lady had, had sent me an email. She said, buddy, we've been trying to get up with you. You know, can you give me a call? And I called this lady. Man, wonderful lady on the phone. She's trying to get up with me, trying to help me out and everything. And so I said, okay, um, you know, I'll, I'll send you a note when I'm going to be back and all this stuff. So I sent her an email, and I said, hey, I'll be available at this time, you know, from 9 to 10. And I put Buddy Chapman, and I put the little Christian fish on there. And immediately, I get this back, and she goes, we'll be there. I really like the symbol. I said, okay. So later on, the people come, and they take care of everything. And I call her back and said, I just want to tell you I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, that everybody, I said, I said, uh, sound like you know somebody I know. I always say that. She said, who's that? I said, Jesus. She says, you know I do? I said, I knew you did when I called you. She said, I thought that was the coolest little symbol. Do you know what she did the time that I called from, that time that I called her back? She went in her phone and changed her message. It has that on there. Jesus Christ is the Son, the Savior. So every time you see that, that's what that means. She went to our website. You know, when I put that on, I, I said, well, hey, check out our website. She had already went to the website. Look how God used that little thing right there to open up a door to talk about Jesus. Amen. You know what I found out? I found out that she's a two-time cancer survivor. Amen. God brought healing to her body. I found out that she had a wayward, wayward son, but through prayer and fasting, God turned his life around. Amen. And I got to pray with that woman. And I got to tell her about what God's doing. Isn't that amazing? Just from one little, I don't know, gesture of faith. Now, you know, uh, uh, as we read the Bible, we see a lot of times Christians were persecuted. So what would happen is, this is how, how this started out, with if you didn't know somebody was a Christian, right, what would you, you would do, you would take your stick, right, and you'd, you'd draw like a half a fish, half of that right there. And then if Sonny was a Christian, he'd come and make the other half. Then we knew everything was cool. We could talk about that. Or maybe you have that on the outside of your house. Because, see, if you were talking about different things and, and depending on where you were at and what government was ruling, they might kill you. You see? But you know what? God had a way for his people to communicate. And you know what? We live in a place now that's so amazing that we can talk about God anywhere, anytime. Even in a smoke-filled bar room. That's okay. And, and, and I thought, when I was playing some of those songs, my mind popped in. It's like... You know, they ain't going to be listening. You know what my heart said? Who cares? Just do it. I'll take it from there. And it was really amazing because I'm going back to this here. They had a band inside. I mean, a band. And then they had me out there on this little patio. So I'd be praising the Lord. I'd be going, oh, holy, holy. And we were jamming out. Right? 
And the door would open and suddenly going, yeah, praise the Lord. And it would go, ah! <laughs> and the door was shut and I just keep on going. See, and I thought, man, isn't that how the enemy tries to do? He tries to turn up the volume of the things of the world so you won't hear about the things of God. And I just kept smiling. And that was about the time the lady figured out, he's a preacher. Huh, okay, you know? It's, it's funny. It's like, you know what? I heard a guy say one time, it's like, man, you, can, you can't be saved to ride a Harley. You can only ride a Honda. <laughs> no, you ride whatever. It's free and you can do whatever, you know? Man, he doesn't shackle his dad with bondage. I mean, he, he shackles us. He, he breaks the shackles and brings love and brings forgiveness. And so, you know, I'm going back to the things that I saw this week. You know, how's God working in our church? You know, people are talking and seeing what God's doing in our church. And, and God, thank you, Lord. And we just humbly say, well, thank you for working through us. Amen. And we just praise that he continues. You know, we pray every week. You know, Lord, thank you for the message. Thank you for the message each week. You know, we don't do a message like, you know, 12 months in advance. Because we're really leaning, and that's great, but we're just leaning in. Lord, what's happening today? What's happening today? I want to walk with him step by step, not get ahead of God, but walk with God hand in hand. And then we want to know what God's doing in your life. Take a little spiritual inventory and see what's going on there. But what's God doing in your world? And lastly, I want to talk to you about this. What's he doing through you? You say, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't talk to people about Jesus. I don't do. You know what? It might just be opening the door for somebody. It might be encouraging somebody. It might be any of those things. You know? But I'm going to tell you this. God has placed something in you that is so great that he wants you to share it with other people. And I'm going to tell you why. That's what we want to talk about today. We have such a privilege to share the word of God and such a responsibility as well. But it's good news, right? How many people like to shout? Honey, you better raise both hands. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say this, you look for a bargain, I love it. But you know, we like it. So we get a sale, we get something good, we want to tell everybody, right? And we get a Jesus, then we kind of get, oh, no, man, I want to tell everybody. You know, I want to tell everybody. Not beat down nobody. Tell them about the love and the grace and the mercy. See, somebody came outside of the church to tell me. As I told many of you, some of y'all knew, I went to church twice, five years old and 30, man. That is a long time. I got to spend some time with my buddy Mike this week, and it was cool. And then we're going down memory lane. He goes, hey, you remember when you used to play street, on the street corner, the guitar all the time, all hours of the night, and everybody out there? I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Man, but you know what? God was still working in those things there. I knew about God, but I didn't know God. But somebody was gracious enough to tell me about the love of God. And just like we preached last week, somebody was gracious enough to tell me about what's right in my life instead of beating me down on everything what's wrong. You want to know what's right in your life? Jesus sees it all. He says you're worth it. That's what's right, that you are worth it. You're God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. You want to put a verse down to look up this week? Look at Ephesians 2 We can't brag about anything. It's all about Him. If we're going to lift up anything, we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. So as you're here today, I pray that you take a little spiritual inventory. I hope you understand that God's for you. I hope you know that your church family is here for you. But ultimately, we want to point all the praise to the Lord Jesus Christ because it's all about Him. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Amen. But you know what? Like I told that lady, I said, every week, we give people the opportunity to respond to what God's doing. And that's what we're going to do. So I ask you to close your eyes and open your heart as I speak to you right now.
Father God, I know that, uh, you know, there's a lot going on through the holidays. There's a lot going on all the time. And I pray that each person here, that, that you take that message and seal it in their heart and grow it in their heart in a way that only you can. And Lord, I pray that there's somebody here today that they're not sure that they'd spend eternity with you. But they just look up here right now and listen to what i got to say. Because today is your day. Jesus Christ paid the fine for our sin. Will you receive that? Will you redeem that today and grab hold of that by faith for what his redemption blood has done for you? I pray if that's you today, that you say, you know what? What must I do to be saved, you know? The Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, we confess with our mouth of the Lord Jesus and believe in the Lord that God raises us from the dead, you will be saved. If that's you today, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I'm not going to come where you are or anything else, but I'm going to just tell you, today is the day that God says he's made for you. And you're not by, in here by accident. Just say, well, we just happen to show up. No, you know, today is your day to hear the message. And Lord, I pray that you hide us behind the cross and that you are magnified, Lord. That your word goes out. And that your transforming love touches the heart of your people. Father, if, if, if someone's here today, and I think we all walk down this a little bit. We're here today and say, man, I've just missed the mark. It's been a rough patch and everything else. Lord, I, I, I just ask you to breathe life into their situation. Show them hope. Show them grace. Show them mercy. And show them your amazing love through the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for each one of you today. And we praise your holy name until we meet again. Father, may all we say and do, I'll just bring glory to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Absolutely. Well, we like to send you out with a song.